Welcome to the first episode of Chuck Eats KC Podcast. I'm Chuck Munson, a web developer and nearly lifelong resident of Kansas City. This podcast is associated with a Substack newsletter and the Chuck Eats KC website. So what is Chuck Eats KC? I write about Kansas City restaurants and food, local restaurant history, and review and photograph Kansas City's amazing food scene. This podcast will reflect the content of the website and newsletter with essays, reviews, restaurant history, and news. I also hope to add interviews with local restaurant owners. So if you're interested in being interviewed, please get in touch. It's time for our Mexican restaurant rotation. So this week on this episode of the podcast, I want to go back to an article I wrote for the my paid Substack newsletter uh, that you can get if you go to Substack. I'll have more information about that later in the podcast. My friend, uh, who I refer to as Dining Companion Number 1 in the newsletter and on the website, over the years we've developed this thing called Our Mexican Restaurant Rotation. That is a uh, our favorite places to go uh, when we go out for Mexican with uh, our friends and family. This is basically a rotation of restaurants that, that are mostly along Southwest Boulevard, Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas. If you're not familiar with uh, Southwest Boulevard, it's the it's a pretty big street that runs from uh, the Crossroads District, just south of downtown Kansas City, Missouri, to the Southwest, hence the, hence the name, uh, to Kansas City, Kansas. It has a whole bunch of Mexican restaurants along there and other attractions like Boulevard Brewery and... Uh, Quick Trip and other things like that. Over the years, Dining Companion Number One and myself have developed this thing we call our Mexican Restaurant Rotation. Features restaurants along Southwest Boulevard. Southwest Boulevard features a lot of Mexican restaurants that are among the best in the Kansas City metro area. I think that if you are looking for Mexican food, including authentic Mexican food or even popular dishes, Southwest Boulevard has to be on your destination and has to be in your regular rotation, like our rotation. We used to go to uh, these restaurants more often before the pandemic. Uh, the last couple of years have not been able to go to any of them. At least I haven't. Let's all take a look at the restaurants along the boulevard from my last newsletter or from the article I wrote in the newsletter about the restaurants along the, uh, along the corridor. Let's start off with Manny's. Manny's is one of the most popular Mexican restaurants in the Kansas City area. It's also the probably the most popular one along the Strip. I say so because it's so big, it's so large, and it's so busy, and they have multiple floors. I have never, I have not seen the stats for which restaurant has the most uh, diners and that kind of thing. But it is a big restaurant. It is busy, at least when I visited the restaurant on weekends and evenings and first Friday. They also have a second floor, which has more dining space plus private rooms for uh, special events that you can reserve. The menu, their menu is really, really big. You could pretty much find anything you want there. That's like I would recommend Manny's as a place to take people you don't dine with, like relatives or other friends. Great place for a date. I mean, it's all these places are great places for a date. As a vegetarian, I'm not a, a big fan of their menu. I mean, they have a really good chili rileno. You can get uh, some other items there. They don't really specialize in um, having vegetarian enchiladas or tacos or burritos. Their chips and salsa, top-notch. I love their chips and salsa. Definitely, it's one of my, my things. I could probably write an entire article and talk about it on my podcast sometime about how much I love chips and salsa. 
In fact, when I uh, was on a diet several years ago and had to give up things like chips and salt, chips and salsa, the things I craved during my diet were chocolate chip cookies and having chips and salsa at a Mexican restaurant before the meal. For me, the chips and salsa <laughs> is often like better than the meal. I, I just love the I love the vibe of sitting down with friends and family and having enjoying what the, what these restaurants have to offer. I've been to Manny's a, quite a few times over the last 15 years that I've been back in Kansas City. The food is always top-notch. The staff are friendly and helpful, and I've never had any problems with, with the staff or the food. Yeah, it's just a great place. Parking is a, can be a challenge in that part of the crossroads and along the boulevard, but it is manageable. As I said earlier, they also have private rooms that can seat uh, parties of 25 or more. Now, moving down the boulevard is another. Let's go to one of my other favorite places, which is Margarita's Amigos. This has turned into one of my favorite destinations over the years. Margarita's is a local chain. They have locations, several locations around the Kansas City area, including North Kansas City and Martin City. I've been to the one in Martin City a couple times. Uh, Margarita's also has been a big, uh, has been very popular with, among the kids that I that I go out to dine with. I refer to them in the newsletter and on the website in the articles uh, as as my youth review crew, and you'll be hearing more from them on upcoming podcasts with their reaction to various restaurants and uh, food we try. Margarita's, uh, recently, they remodeled a couple years ago, pretty much like about a year before the pandemic started. They did a really nice remodel of the location on the boulevard. Uh, they put in this mural, I guess it's more of a photo wall, of the Kansas City Royals celebration outside Union Station when the, when the Royals won the World Series recently. What do I like about Margarita's? I'm a big fan of the chips and salsa. It's some of the best in town, I would say. If I was going to get chips and salsa, margaritas would be a destination. I love their vegetarian options. Uh, they have a really good chili relleno platter that I like. Love their spinach and quesadillas. I always kind of keep an eye out for good spinach quesadillas because my mom is a big, she's a vegetarian. She's a big uh, spinach quesadilla fan. I always make a note of which restaurants have a good spinach quesadilla and, and margaritas has that. They also have uh, puffy tacos, which are really nice. I like the puffy tacos they have with potato filling. Potato tacos are great. As Dining Companion number one said about margaritas when I when I asked them about margaritas, they said, I like their fried original tacos and fried corn tortillas. Chicken tacos are my favorite. And they also have potato tacos. I really like their pork tamale. Now you can find review my review of margaritas on the website, Chuck Eats KC. Moving uh, a little bit down the street, our next stop is uh, across the street, Ponax Mexican Kitchen. Ponax is widely known as the place to get uh, margaritas and tacos. It has a sports bar vibe, but it has also has a dining room. I think it has a patio. Ponax, to me, is the place to get guacamole. So I like the guacamole. They have guacamole tacos, which are really good. Guacamole tostadas. I mean, that's... You think that would be more common among Mexican restaurants, but the guacamole tostada there is top-notch. They also have the guac and chips, of course. And they have other other items. that For any vegetarians, anything you like, they have good options there at Ponax. Dining companion number one, when I asked them about Ponax, Ponax is actually one of uh, their favorite places to go have uh, margaritas and tacos. And uh, they said, I like to get the Taco Sonora, which is a shredded beef taco in a fried flour tortilla. And I like to get the guacamole enchilada. Across the street is El Patron. It's a two-story Mexican restaurant. I would refer to El Patron as, ha- as, like, as a more upscale dining experience. 
you know, bar. I mean, Ponax and all the other other places have bars too. Bucks has a has a bar, and they got a downstairs dining room. They've got an upstairs dining room, and they have a upstairs patio, which is really nice. I really love the patio because that it's a patio first of all, and it also has has a view. I've had their enchilada montadas, which are three cheese enchiladas with salsa and eggs. Their, their tostadas are good. I like their ensalada nopalitos, which are cactus. It's really good, good option for vegetarians and anybody else. For vegetarians, uh, I like things like that because it's like a little bit different than what you can get at a lot of uh, standard, uh, your standard Mexican restaurants. Another great place along Southwest Boulevard is Taqueria Mexico Number no. Four is located um, at the corner of Rainbow Boulevard and Southwest Boulevard. Taqueria Mexico number four, there's a, I think they're, I guess they're part of a family chain. They have a Taqueria Mexico number three, which is also along the boulevard. That's closer to the crossroads. That's a, it's got the same menu, slightly different, well, different vibe, different atmosphere. Taqueria Mexico looks like a place you would find out in the suburbs, a standalone building surrounded by parking, which is, you know, one of the cool things about it is that it's got abundant parking, easy to get to. You can get to it. It's near uh, KU Medical Center. It's near the exit on several exits on I-35. Very large outdoor seating area, and I know that they expanded that in recent years. They uh, have a large bar. They have a very expansive menu. I think that they have a more interesting uh, menu than a lot of the other places along the boulevard and around Kansas City. It's very comprehensive, but it's a little bit different. I would say I, I like I like Taqueria Mexico because it's very it's very conducive to taking the family there. I've been to birthday parties at Taqueria Mexico Number no. Four. They're very accommodating for larger for for groups. Talk to them in advance if you have a big group. I don't know what what they have in terms of party rooms, that kind of thing. They have an excellent, excellent spinach enchilada, like I've talked about earlier. I like their chilarolenos. Their chips and salsa are good. Tacos are great. If you like things along the lines of seafood and fajitas, this is a really good place to go. Mocajetas are really good here. I want my friend, my friend really likes some mocajetas. In fact, a dining companion number one, as I, as I noted in my Substack newsletter, said, uh, I like to get fish soup, the caldo de pescado, in the grilled nopales. Uh, so they're a big fan of the grilled nopales. If you want to go to a place of a really good atmosphere, these all these restaurants have great atmospheres. Taqueria Mexico, number four, good place. We also like to go to Las Tules restaurant, which is not technically on the boulevard. It's up Broadway from the boulevard. It, if you're looking for it, it's across... It's on Broadway Boulevard, uh, kind of in the back end of the uh, convention center near K- downtown Kansas City Mo. So you could walk. I've actually walked there from conventions a couple times from Comic Con. We like to drive there and uh, park. They have parking in back. You can park on the street. Las Tulas might have the best. Might have the best spinach enchilada in Kansas City. I think they have the best one. They have all the other items you you want from a Mexican restaurant. I like their veggie burrito, their guacamole enchiladas, and the chivileno. Friends go here with uh, like the carnitas platters, the mocajetes traditional, and the fish dishes. So the last restaurant on the list of our Mexican restaurant rotation. Now we go to other Mexican restaurants around the Kansas City area, but these are the restaurants we consider our rotation. This would be Rudy's Tanapa Taqueria, which is not even nowhere near Southwest Boulevard. It's, a, it's actually on Westport Road, 
this is a big favorite of mine. I They have a, a special vegetarian menu. Staff there is really good. Food's always been good. I've been to special occasions here. Um, I'd say that Rudy's is the most vegetarian friendly of these restaurants. Uh, the chips and salsa are really good. I like their veggie taco salad. Dining companion number one says this about Rudy's. I enjoy the chili relleno burrito and I like their nopale salad. Their fideo and rice are good too. Of course, their chicken and fish tacos, which are in the deep fried tortillas. And Rudy's has a good vegetarian menu too. That's a roundup of our Mexican restaurant rotation. There are some other follow-ups that I have on in the newsletter, which include uh, Rico's Tacos Lupe, Empanada Madness, and Taqueria Mexico Number 1. There's a bunch of other places along the boulevard. Mexican, Central American, South American, I just haven't gotten around to trying yet. And finally, on this subject, there's another group of people that are part of the Mexican rota- our Mexican restaurant rotation, and that is our youth review crew. And I asked them uh, recently uh, to rank, to, to explain what they like about these, re- these restaurants and to give, give them a ranking. So one of, the, one of our youth review crew says that their, uh, their favorite dish is the fish tacos at Rudy's. They rank their favorites as Rudy's, number one, Ponax, number two, and Margarita Amigos, number three. Our other youth review crew says that they like the Mexican chili at these restaurants, especially the versions at Manny's and Los Tules. And their rankings uh, for restaurants are Rudy's, Los Tules, and Manny's. So there you go. That's our Mexican restaurant rotation. It's time for the restaurant time machine. One of the uh, features of my Substack newsletter and the website are my little lookbacks at historic Kansas City restaurants. I refer to them as uh, restaurant bygone restaurants of yesteryear. Just think of a time machine. Let's go back and take a look at restaurants. This feature has uh, become quite popular on the website. I get a lot of emails from people who uh, remember restaurants. They want to share their memories. They might ask about restaurants. In future issues of this podcast, we will be looking at one or two bygone restaurants for each podcast. Please uh, feel free to contact me on the website if you want to suggest a restaurant. Sometimes it requires a little bit of research on my part, online research mostly in the last couple of years. I'd like to get down to Kansas City Public Library or the uh, Spencer Research Archives at, the, at UMKC to do more in-person research in the future. And I will share my findings on the website, in the newsletter, and on this podcast. I like uh, I like restaurant history. It's very interesting. I've gotten some really fascinating feedback from people about this series. There have been like three installments on the website. One thing uh, I've been surprised to uh, hear from people is what, which restaurants they miss the most. You would, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Stevenson's Apple Orchard restaurant, which used to, which was in Independence, Missouri for many years. It's missed by a lot of people. Joe's Barn in Stanley, Kansas. Tippin's Pies and Restaurant. Really popular concepts and restaurants and experiences that a lot of Kansas City people uh, miss. And Lawrence people too, and people from around the region. This issue, I'd like to look back. I want to look back at a Lawrence restaurant of the past, one of my favorites, which you can still um, experience through their spinoff chain. And we're talking here about Yellow Sub, which now exists as Planet Sub in Kansas City and in in some other cities around the Midwest. There is an actual second original location of Yellow Sub uh, that still exists in Lawrence on, uh, I think it's what they call 23rd Street. It's been a couple of years since I've I've been to Lawrence. 
Well, I'd like to talk about the original location of Yellow Sub. So I've had three articles about Kansas City's bygone restaurants, and I've been working on some uh, look at, at Lawrence restaurants. The previous issue of the newsletter, I looked at the Glass Onion, a coffee house that was upstairs from the Yellow Sub, just off of campus. A little bit of backstory about uh, Chuck uh, in Lawrence, Kansas. I was a student at the University of Kansas from 1983 through 1989. I was in fine arts school. Partook of local restaurants. Uh, Yellow Sub was an early favorite of mine. Their first location was right off campus. I guess there was a hotel. Hotel Orient is there now. Uh, there was like back in those days in the 80s, there was the, the famous bar to the crossing, which I spent a lot of time at. And next door was this, this house that had been converted into uh, several stores. Uh, there was a Kinko's coffee shop. There was the Yellow Sub. And there was a, the Glass Onion opened up upst upstairs, which is like a coffee shop. So I was a big fan of the Yellow Sub. Pretty much just the, that chain, well, not the chain, but the original restaurant and its second and third locations on 23rd Street introduced me to uh, vegetarian sandwiches. I actually became a vegetarian, ovo-lacto-vegetarian in Lawrence in 1989. And I've been pretty much an ovo-lacto-vegetarian uh, since that time. I've not been to Planet Sub in a couple of years. Cut like I've cut sub sa submarine sandwiches out of my menu for the most part, but Planet Sub has a lot of the same subs on the menu as the original Yellow Sub. Yellow Sub originally was a um, a local chain that opened in Lawrence in 1979. They eventually expanded to uh, locations on 23rd Street, and then I think in Colorado, I think maybe Boulder, and I think maybe one other uh, city in uh, in the area in the Midwest. So the Planet Sub chain, uh, as I said, has a menu that pretty much replicates the Yellow Sub. You can find most of those those subs in the category on their menu, called Originals, of course. The interesting thing about Planet Sub is its uh, signature uh, style of sandwich, which is the baked submarine sandwich. Um, I'm sure they've dealt with thousands of people. The employees of Planet Sub have dealt with thousands of people over the years who are like, can't I get that uh, submarine sandwich, like, not baked? Yeah, kind of missing the point. All these sandwiches are, are top-notch when you when they're just delicious when they're baked. I would say the Yellow Sub was pretty much a mainstay of my diet. Um, I probably ate at one of the two locations in that era weekly, at least once or twice. So they had a lot of meatless options on, at that time in the 80s, which was kind of interesting for any restaurant to have that many vegetarian options. So one of my favorites uh, was their, uh, I guess their classic 1980s style veggie sub called the Californian, uh, which consists of cream cheese, guacamole, sprouts, tomatoes, and salsa. The reason why I say 1980s style is that sub sandwiches and vegetarian sandwiches of that era often would have cream cheese and a sprout. Sprouts was very popular in that era. Another one would be uh, uh, the Planet Sub. Uh, tangy olives, spread, fresh red peppers, marinated artichokes, provolone cheddar, and sun-dried tomato. And of course, my favorite sub has been the Tempe Reuben, which replicates the uh, Reuben with like uh, protein, uh, sauerkraut, and dressing. You can still get that. I probably shouldn't say anything that you can get it off-menu. I often uh, will order it when I go to Planet Sub as an off-menu option, but they do have tempeh in stock, so uh, it's not the most complicated thing for them to prepare. The original Yellow Sub is the uh, our focus today with the restaurant Time Machine. Next week, we may talk about Stevenson's Apple Orchard. We may talk about uh, Smacks, Zeppi's Pizza, 
old Godfather's Pizza. There's a lot of restaurants that I've looked into plan to talk about in the future. So again, if you are interested in having me profile a bygone Kansas City area restaurant of yesteryear, please get in touch via the website. That's chuckeatskc.com. One of the uh, regular features on my website and in, in, in my Substack newsletter is restaurant reviews. So I like to review local restaurants in Kansas City, in the area. Recently, I reviewed or did a little review of Vivalor, a restaurant in Independence, Missouri. If you're not familiar with it, it's a really nice place, a very eclectic atmosphere. I would say that if you were taking friends or family or two out for dinner, uh, you would, uh, I would suggest going to Vivalor. I went to Vivalor for the first time around four years ago. I think it was like a family was visiting and we wanted a nice place to have lunch with the, with the relatives. Recently, my family uh, celebrated my father's 90th birthday at Vivalor. This is a great place if you want to take a date to, to have like a nice sit-down dinner, tablecloth, like a linen, like a linen service. I would describe the, uh, the cuisine here as, as sort of a chef-driven American. You're going to have a lot of uh, nicely prepared dishes. The wait staff is kind of dressed up. One of the more interesting things about Viva Lore is the the atmosphere of the restaurant and the building. It's an old, it's like an antique shop. Uh, you can wander around and take in antique things and craft things. It's like a very Instagram, what the kids would say, Instagrammable place. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe these days you could do a tip. You could get a TikTok video done in there. I know they have vegetarian options. What kind of food are we talking about here? Well, for lunch, you could have, um, let's see, a wild mushroom cheesecake or the New England crab cakes for an appetizer. For your entree, you could go vegetable tamales. That's always a favorite for me as a vegetarian. Get a little bit out of the uh, the rut with the, with the enchiladas, tacos, and burritos. Lemon and herb broiled orange roughy. Um, and they have a lot of sandwiches. For dinner, they you could you could have a coconut shrimp or or lobster roll, French cut ribeye, and they have fish and avocado tostadas. Yeah, really good food, good service from my one visit there a couple years ago. Vivalor is uh, located on uh, at 10815 East Winter Road in Independence, Missouri. Vivalor.com is the website. If you go to my uh, my website, Chuck Eats KC. Dot com. Uh, you could find them in the uh, independence guide available on the website. I'll be uh, reviewing uh, restaurants and uh, future issues of the this podcast. So what's happening this week in Kansas City area restaurant news? What's open? What's closing? What's going on with the local restaurants? I've got news about something called Champion Burritos to Go has opened a location on North Oak Traffic Way in Gladstone. Pho Bowl has opened a location at on Independence Avenue in Kansas City. Uh, they're going to be featuring Vietnamese cuisine, including noodle dishes and sandwiches. One of the more interesting uh, developments in the past week has been that Deborah and Mary Jones, the uh, sisters who own Jones Barbecue in Kansas City, Kansas, have announced their restaurant is for sale. The restaurant was uh, featured on a episode of Queer Eye uh, several years ago. I've I've seen that episode. I was I'm a big fan of uh, Queer Eye, the Queer Eye series. 
that series originally back in the OOs got me into reality TV, and I've been watching the latest seasons, this, including the season where they did makeovers in Kansas City. I'm also a big nerd when it comes to Food Network and the food shows. It was interesting to see the makeover of the Jones sisters and uh, the restaurant, which has been thriving uh, from what I see. I follow them on uh, on Facebook and uh, see a lot of their photos. So they've been doing pretty good, but evidently they've decided to put the restaurant up for sale. Um, the restaurant is still open. Their sauce, their signature sauce line is not for sale. So that will still be available. Other news uh, this week, Pirate's Bone Burgers have closed their brand new second location on Main Street in Midtown Kansas City. I was very uh, interested to see that location open up as a person who used to live in the neighborhood. I'm also very excited about any kind of vegan, friendly, vegetarian-oriented restaurant opening up. And I've not been to their original restaurant down the crossroads I did have one of their beet burgers three or four years ago at VegFest down in City Market. That was excellent. The beet burger, it sounds kind of weird if you're not used to vegetarian burgers, but outstanding. And I've been wanting really to get to their to their restaurant and try their other dishes and uh, you know review it. So look for that in the near future, but their second location has closed. In other restaurant news, uh, Elotes Las Regias, KCK, opened recently at 1400 South 42nd Street in Kansas City, Kansas. It's like, a, yeah, Elotes. Maybe they're going to add some tacos, be part of the KCK uh, taco trail? I don't know. Sounds good. Bella B's Kitchen uh, has opened in Raytown, Missouri. They serve comfort food, breakfast all day. They're located at 6225 Blue Ridge Boulevard. Closings, Queen Priscilla's on West 39th Street has closed. I think that was a, was that a coffee shop or something next to um, Missy B's? If, if I remember correctly from my, I used to live near West 39th Street. I think that's what Queen Priscilla's uh, was. Anadors Fine Chocolates is planning to open a new location soon on Johnson Drive in Shawnee. I'm going to get more uh, Johnson County and get some better, some some nice chocolate from Anadors. That's cool. Uh, Roots Seasonal Cuisine has opened at, on uh, 940 Northwest Pryor Road in Lee Summit. Not sure what uh, Roots offers. Sounds sounds promising. So anyway, uh, you want to get more news about restaurant openings and closings and other things, please uh, subscribe to uh, my Substack newsletter. Thanks for joining me for the uh, first episode of my new podcast. For more reviews, articles, and news like you've heard here, please visit ChuckEatsKC.com. That will be listed in the notes for this podcast in case you want to click on that. The website also has a directory of local restaurants organized by city, neighborhood, and more. So please check that out. If you are a local restaurant owner or are involved in the restaurant industry, or in the local food scene and would like to be a guest and be interviewed here, please get in touch. This podcast also has a companion Substack newsletter. Please subscribe today. The music you hear in this podcast is courtesy of Music Man 1017. You can find out more about him and his music at musicman1017.com. His new album, Mending, can be found on Spotify and YouTube. He streams Minecraft and plays live music on Twitch. 
at twitch.tv slash musicman1017. Thank you, Music Man. <laughs>